Welcome to the Reluctant Messenger podcast, where we discuss spiritually transformative events, encounters with angels and guides, out-of-body explorations, and much more. This episode originally aired as a video on my YouTube channel, The Reluctant Messenger Unleashed, a virtual book club hosted by Donna Rebido. You can find links on my website at CandiceSanderson.com. Hello, Reluctant Messenger Unleashed listeners. Welcome to Episode 8. I'm Donna Rabido, your host with the author Candace Sanderson. Welcome back. Welcome back. We are continuing Chapter 2, Good Vibrations. Donna, let's start with the message on the top of page 29. It's the July 6th. 2014 message, and let me just read it. The essence or spirit of your greater self is magnificent. It is huge, wonderful, and expansive. The energy of your spirit, your essence, is too powerful to fully inhabit the human body. In order for this spirit to operate within a human body, the power, the energy must be decreased. The physical body acts as a transformer, does for electricity, decreasing voltage to a safer level. I thought that was a really interesting part of the book. So the people on the other side have great power and great energy. The physical body operates as a transformer, decreasing voltage to a safer level. What did they teach you about that? When we look at the beginning of this chapter, we're talking about the radial qualities of the brain. Now they're talking about the physical body operating as a transformer. That sounded really sterile. My beautiful brain is like just a radio tuner. And now this body that is beautiful in its own way is now just a transformer. It seemed like so sterile. But let's look at the context of all of this. This was on July 6th of 2014. On the paragraph before, on page 28, I was at my home away from home, Monroe Institute. I was at one of the programs, and I woke up when? 4.44, so look at those signs, those 4.44, and had this beautiful message that I just downloaded. The first few sentences talks about the essence or or the spirit of your greater self and how magnificent it is. And it's wonderful and it's expansive. But in order for it to operate in the human body, the body has to act as a transformer. So it's like, okay, I get it. It's not that sterile of a, of a scenario. It's just that is required because the energy is so massive of who we really are that it would fry our circuits. What I found interesting was the next paragraph. Eons ago, our kind dropped their physical form. We realized that the physical form limited us in too many ways. This was like a a game changer for me. I'm thinking, what? It really made me pause. It's one thing, Donna, when you listen to your guides or your higher self or your angels, but this seemed like a different step, like a giant step. And I started thinking. Am I conversing with an advanced species? 
And then I thought, well, wait a minute. How different is that than my conversations with guides or angels? They're advanced. I guess it depends on how you define advanced or define species. But this really made me think about everything that I'd been learning. The brain is a receiver. The physical body is a transformer. Everything still was going back to energy. Could I not totally assimilate information from them? It had to be assimilated through my brain and through the body in a way that would be safe for me. I continued to listen to what they were saying about using our five senses differently in order to connect with them. I had to learn to translate that 3D life and see things through the lens of energy. How am I doing that? Well, that goes back to the tuner quality of the brain. I had to then search, and I didn't know this until I was writing the book. The muses are saying, okay, go back to another message. Because I kept all of my messages in a Word document, I typed in what I was looking for, and here comes another message, December 15th, 2013, once again, talking about energy and how energy is easy to manipulate. And when you're on the right path, the messengers will bring you signs. And I thought, okay, this is good. Asking for signs brings the energy of intention to the forefront. And this goes back to what I just learned about these clouds and packets of energy. And it seemed like this message was from several months before. They had already explained how this worked, but once again, I wasn't ready for it then. I didn't get it. So they had to share with me again. This is the pattern that the messengers had showed me time and time again. If I didn't get the message about a flower, that give me an experience with the royal poinciana tree that I couldn't forget. If I wasn't connecting with them, they would find a way to bring it full circle so that I could understand again. And, and the way that they did it was having you go back in the journals. Yes. And they didn't have me go back in the journals when this happened in oh. July of 2014. It was later because I'm just writing them down and documenting them. But when it's time to start pulling them together for a book, there's this thought, oh, I need to go back and search. But it wasn't me thinking, oh, I need to go back and search older journals. It was the messenger saying, go back and search. I was recognizing these messages that came in at such a subtle level that a year before I would have thought that I thought them. But Here's an example of me changing and realizing, no, that message came from someplace else. This is from the messengers. And so when I opened up, it's like, okay, here we go. They've been telling me this all along. Everything is energy. It's easy to manipulate. All we have to do is be aware of it and keep our intentions pure. And, and you can do things like ask for signs or or. They're showing you signs that are built for you. You know, they're, yes. they're, they're going to send me a sign. They're going to send a sign different for me with different num numerology. Maybe a number would be 
my number was five. I was fifth child. I wore number five on my uniform. So the number five is important to me. So they're going to show me something. You know, I can, I'm going to pay attention to that. Oh, there's a five. Oh, my gosh. You know, and, and I know, like you said, for me, it's a, it's a feel. I do by, I go by feeling. So I'll feel it in my heart. Oh, that's so cool. They, this is what it means. Without analyzing, no, it wasn't. I'm making it up. When you ask for signs, be aware. You, like you might ask for, can you bring me a yellow rose or whatever the sign might be. They might bring you a yellow rose, but they might bring it in a different way. They might, like you said, they might um, say, oh, we think that she probably would like this. Oh, she, we sent it, but she didn't get it. <laughs> so. Right, right. I, I absolutely love signs. Your example of, of asking for a yellow rose, I asked once for a black lily. I wanted a black uh, calla lily. And like it came in the form of a panther whose name was Lily. So it was a black lily. Just like if you're asking for a yellow rose, maybe you've run into someone with a beautiful yellow dress and you find out their name is Rose. Perfect. A friend of mine who passed away several years ago, Alan Arcieri, he was a medium in this area. And I went to a couple of his, his meditations. We were going to do a meditation on meeting your guides. And he said, before you meditate, you're going to think you're making this up. Ask for a specific sign. He gave this example of this man who said, I want to see an active volcano. And here he lives in Florida. And that's my sign. So you decide what your sign is ahead of time. Then we did the meditation to meet your guide. When you do get that sign, you will realize, wow, that was the validation that the guide that I met during the, the meditation was true. Alan told this story. They had the meditation. The man met his guide. And then a very short time later, he went out to get his mail. And when he opened his mail box, he had his neighbor's mail. And his neighbor was a geologist. And there was this beautiful, glossy front page of, on the magazine of an active volcano erupting. And it's like, voila, there's your sign right there. So when you get the signs, whether you're asking for a specific sign or not, make sure you recognize it when it comes and then appreciate it and give thanks. Because what that means is you have now connected with them through the sign. And in order to keep that connection going, you're going to be using your emotional guidance system by giving thanks. Viewing. When you get it right, you, you remote view and you get something right, you have to thank conscious or you thank gratitude is really important. And I'm glad you brought that up, Candy. Just thanking the universe for opportunities and graces. And yeah, it's really an important thing to do. And you know, Donna, when you ask for signs, it's like an act of faith that you're asking for something out of the ordinary to occur. Yeah, yeah. So when it does occur, you realize it's because you willed it to. You were part of that formula that allowed it to happen. It's tossing your request into the ethers of the universe and you wait for it to present you what you wanted. 
So be so thankful because you were an active part in this. You had the faith and you followed through on it. I'm just saying it was a formula, awareness, intent, letting go. You can ask for signs or watch for signs. You're going to get an answer. And you have to go back and be aware of, was it the answer that to your doubt? <laughs> was it the answer to your... You know? Oh, that's so it, true. That's so is. true. Because if you ask for a sign and you doubt it, you're not yeah, going to get a good. sign because that is your sign because it's doubt. I know that's circular yeah. thinking, but it's true. Circular good point, thinking, No, it's really true. And you have to... Again, it goes back to really knowing what you're thinking, being able to be aware of your thinking all the time and, and changing it, replacing it. When you, you can't just say no, oh, I want to change my thinking. No, you, you actually physically change it from this to this. Um, you have to make it solid. So on pages 3031, there's a January 24th, 2018 message. If, this is one of the forward messages. We've been looking at you know, messages from 2013, 2014. And this one connects to a specific energy frequency that connection is recognized by the brain. It leaves an electromagnetic marker that identifies the connection. I really would like to hear more about um, those markers and how they work. I'm in the middle of writing the book, and while I'm writing it, because January 2018 is just six months before it was published. As I'm writing it, I'm getting another message. So it was something that I needed to tap into. It was another explanation about this chapter. On the top of page 31, it talks about the frequency is always there. It's like a live streaming platform. It's ongoing information. Yet it stops and starts in response to the receiver. Earlier when I said I was the variable, they're telling me that. The information is always there. I'm the one that didn't tap in or tune into it until two months later, five months later, or three years later. It all keeps going back to this premise about the brain being a radio receiver. It's up to us. We are the ones that connect to these specific frequencies. Luckily, I was organized enough where I wrote all of this down because otherwise, there's no way I could go back and remember something that had happened four months before or three years before. Now, as I go back, everything was almost seamless, indicating that energy is always there and it's always running. And I'm the one that can dip into it wherever and whenever I want, we can do this. We can learn to keep our energy field so clear that we recognize, like that insect on a spider's web, we recognize when something comes into our awareness. And once we've made that connection, then that station is on our radar and we can go back and find it again. Are there different stations Yes, I would say the different stations for me are the different messengers. The muses within, there's a big broad band for them because they connect with me frequently. But quite often, I wouldn't even know who the messengers were. I would know that it was a familiar vibration. You know, like you're walking around somewhere and someone calls your name. Oh, who is that? I know, I know that person. I recognize that. I started recognizing their energy. And so 
this would be the channel for this guide. This is the channel for this angel. This is the channel for whoever this is that talks to me about cosmic beings, for example. I haven't read a lot of books from people that do channel. I think a lot of people will have a small amount of people or, or groups that they'll channel. And mine's just all over the place from people that have dropped their physical forms to angels. I had lots and lots of, of stations that I could tune into. So is the point that, okay, that one, that there's lots of stations. Yes. That's one of the points. Uh, a second point is that you were you were beginning to recognize those frequencies. That's why that was the importance of the electromagnetic marker. Yes. That's why they were telling you that. Yes, and it dovetailed in with the energy recognition system, okay. Okay. which it was from years before. This is 2018. And I don't really know what an electromagnetic marker is, you know, but what that says to me is that once you tune into a specific station, to a specific non-physical source, a specific energy system, there's this bookmark that is automatic. So it makes it easier to return. It's automatic. It's organic. And it occurred through that combination of vibrational frequencies. So I don't have to fold the page down or insert the bookmark. It's already been registered by that energy recognition system. This was bringing everything full circle. And I didn't even realize it till I was reading this again last night. This is the energy recognition system again. Yeah. So even though you've had the messages, you've had time, you've actually written your second book and you're writing your third one. It was last night, just last night. Oh, it's like, oh, I get it. How do you recognize a radio station? You'll recognize the DJ or the type of music they play or even the commercials. It was the same way with the messengers. When I would connect to some and it would be different, I would immediately recognize it as a new station. Because of the language, for example, I remember one messengers referred to, oh, ye children of the earth. And I'm going, what? From then on, every time I would hear the, oh, ye children of the earth, it's like, oh, yeah, that's the, oh, ye children of the earth messenger. You start to recognize familiar energies that come in. Once you, once you hook that up, does that band get a little bigger and bigger the more contact there is? Yes. As I revisit it, it's just like that cutting through that field of wheat. Yeah, you know, what yeah. used to be just a little path can become just a bulldoze channel. The important thing is, once you make the connection, there's that automatic, organic, electromagnetic, whatever that means, awesome. marker. So you can go back, and as you go back, then it, it does strengthen. What's interesting for me is what came in while you were talking was, even though Candy's giving a couple of examples, this might not be for you. It was like... This one's not for you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a good reminder. Someone out there needed that. <laughs> I love it. Thank you for being with us. Until next time when we wrap up Chapter 2, I want to say goodbye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of The Reluctant Messenger. I hope you enjoyed it. Until next time, remember, how we use our personal energy is what defines us. 
Bring in those vibrations of love and gratitude and see how your life will change.